be the topic of next week's podcast, everybody. That's right. World domination. <laughs> Sorry. Uh-huh, that we've, sounds interesting. We've already begun work on our underwater city. <laughs> <laughs> Welcome to AT Banter, the podcast where we discuss anything and everything regarding the world of assistive technology. With our hosts, Steve Barkley, Robineau, and Ryan Fleury. Now, let's banter. And hey there, and welcome to... Yet another episode of a little something we like to call AT Banter. Banter Banter. I'm Rob Minow, and I'm joined today by the lovely Ryan Flurry. Howdy. And the charismatic Steve Barkley. You're looking for a raise, aren't you? Why, <laughs> <laughs> oh, yes, I was. <laughs> Did it work? Not yet. <laughs> Keep talking. <laughs> oh, well, here we are. It's September already. Isn't that crazy? Uh, unbelievable. Yeah, I don't know where the time's going. I still feel like it's uh, like July. I don't even know where the summer went. No. Only 45 shopping days till Christmas. No, I don't know that. I oh, have no idea how many shopping days are. <laughs> <laughs> I was thinking October, November. No, he's I wrong. Although <laughs> 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 Christmas stuff is already out in the stores. Is it? Some of them, yeah. Really? Walmart's got Christmas and Halloween stuff and... Crazy. Wait, we're checking. We're fact checking here. I, I am. Uh, there's got to be an app. There, there, there's a website. There are only 101 days until Christmas. Okay. Well, you see, you weren't. That's as of recording, mind you. So, so that's not. So by the time far. you people hear this podcast, you've lost a couple of days. That's right. It'll be like 99 days till Christmas. Ugh. Man. So start drinking. Now I'm going to get that Amazon Prime yeah. membership going again. Yeah. <laughs> yes, it comes in handy this time of year. It is. So today we are going to have Mel Scott coming on the show, talking a little bit about her company, Blind Alive, which is a exercise company that produces accessible and user-friendly content. We're kind of excited about that because, well... If anybody can use exercise. We can, we can. Okay, I can, I can. Well, no, you're, you, weren't wrong. you weren't wrong. Yeah, you weren't completely off there. Uh, do we have anything else to talk about? Do you, do you guys have any thoughts about the iPhone 7? Glad I don't have one. Yeah. <laughs> From the reports I'm reading, it's breaking some phones. So. Well, the new... The new, uh, the new iOS 10. Right. Yeah. Really? Yeah, it's breaking some iPads and iPhones, and you're having to use iTunes to restore them. Oh, no. Yeah, that's it wasn't, not good. Wasn't very well thought out. Yeah, that or their beta testers suck. Yeah, yeah. There seem to be a few missteps in the uh, cell phone industry of late. Uh, mm-hmm. The the iPhone is breaking or iOS is breaking things, and uh, the Note Seven, the uh, Galaxy Note Seven, Exploding. is uh, <laughs> catching on fire. And not allowed on airplanes anymore. That's right. Uh, what I do like about iOS ten. Not that I have I have it anymore, but if, if I did have an iPhone, I'd be very excited about this, is that with iOS 10, you can actually remove some of those built-in Apple apps that you never use. Oh, can you? are stuck on the desktop. Well, nice. Wish I could do that on my Android phone. You can't? If I was to um, 
root root the phone. Yeah. Then yeah, yeah, you could do it, but I haven't bothered with that. I'm lazy. Yeah, me either. So, anything about the iPhone Seven though that struck you guys as aside from you know the big controversy of the uh, of the headphone jack? Yeah, to be honest, you know, I've since I departed the uh, the iPhone world, and and really I haven't looked back. Um, uh, I just don't care. I see all this hype going by with the, with uh, these things with with new releases. You know, I saw it with the. You know, I, I quit at the uh, four. Um, so every successive release, I just kind of roll my eyes at the people lining up for these things. And... <laughs> well, I think those lines are getting smaller every, I mean, I find that the hoopla around, you know, an Apple press conference these days is not all that noisy. Well, and I still can't figure out what the hype is all about. You know, at least with Android, you have a choice. You have Sony, LG, you have multiple screen sizes, you have physical home buttons or phones without buttons. It's a lot more options and a lot less expensive options than the two iPhones. Yep. So go Android. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Listeners may note that uh, we all have Android phones here and we're not we're not the biggest Apple fans. I mean, I, I don't get me wrong. I loved Apple hardware. I, I loved the phone itself. What drove me away from the iPhone was iTunes. iTunes. Yep. Uh, I hated iTunes. It, yep. it's, and it's still just as bad. I mean, I use it on occasion. I think Bob gave us iTunes cards one, one Christmas. So I still have a bunch of money on my iTunes account. And that's the only reason that I ever log into iTunes is to watch the odd movie. Otherwise, I'd never have it on my computer. Yeah. Yeah, I, I pulled it off mine and I haven't looked back. I still have it on my computer. Um, and I still use an Apple TV at home as well. So for purchasing, I still have to go through the iTunes store. But phone-wise, I, I got rid of that a long time ago. I hated the syncing. Yeah, it, really, that's what that's what really bothered me too was the syncing, the, the you know, even the language that, they use when you're trying to sync being like, Oh, Hey, this is going to delete your entire library. Do you still want to sync? And it's like, Whoa, whoa, wait, what? You're going to do what? <laughs> on where? Like um, the computer on my phone? Like, no, I just want to add these two songs to my playlist. Like, I, I don't know if it's improved any, but I always used to get uh, audible audiobooks and uh, listen to them in the car and uh, getting them onto an iPhone was so frustrating. Um, because you'd have to first download them on the computer and then they'd get synced into iTunes, maybe. And then to get them onto your phone was, was you know, a bizarre ritual. Yeah. You know, you had to kill a chicken and draw lines <laughs> on the ground and <laughs> dance around for a while. And, you know, yeah. It was just, it was, it was ridiculous. And now with my Android, I just pull them straight off the app, straight yeah. onto the phone. Yep. It's just it dead, works just dead, simple. Nice. Yeah. yeah. That's really what, and you know, the fact that with my phone, I was able to add like a, you know, 128 gig, you know, SD card mm -hmm. to my phone and, and dramatically increase the amount of space that I had on it. So I could just load absolutely everything that I wanted music wise onto the phone. But now with the new phone, you have, what is it? 32 gigabytes, 64, 128 and 256 iPhones now. 
I think their largest one's like 256 gigabytes wow. of built-in storage, but that's probably going to cost you 1200 bucks. Sure. Yeah, that's a crazy amount of storage space. It though. is. Yeah. That's, uh, that's pretty neat. Pretty expensive phone, though, for that kind of storage. Yeah, true enough. True enough. But it's too funny. Like I, One of the th- other things that I noticed about the, the new Na- Apple announcement and the phone was they went to great lengths to describe how beautiful the the finish on the phone's that she get the black one. Yeah. And then if you get the black one, they recommend a case that's because right. that's scratch. Yeah. That's yeah. right. I mean, it's just, it's, it's hilarious. I mean, I'm sure Steve Jobs is up somewhere, you know, yelling Shaking down at them, head. what are you guys doing? <laughs> you never heard of a clear code? Like, think about it. <laughs> I knew I should have sold the gates. Yeah. So let's talk about this headphone less. This, this headphoneless thing, uh, yeah, because it, it is an odd choice to make to say, hey, you know, we're gonna we're gonna take away your headphone jack altogether. Now, I guess it kind of makes sense because it, it makes it easier to seal the phone to keep it from getting water damage, right? But but now you've got to have both your headphones and your phone charged. You you can't just have one. There are third-party um, adapters now that'll connect to your Thunderbolt because the the main issue was you weren't able to charge your phone and listen to your phone at the same time. Uh-huh. But there is a I think Belkin's got one. Uh, there's a couple others as well that now will plug into the Thunderbolt port, Thunderbolt port and let you charge your phone and still listen to music at the same time. Huh. So they've kind of there's been a workaround for that now. Wait, so, that's what they called it, the Thunderbolt port. Like it went from like the Thunderbolt the, connector because the, there was a, the new the one on the current phones or is the Lightning right or is it Lightning? Okay, then it's Lightning. I thought it was Thunderbolt still. Okay, so it's the Lightning. See, I connector. thought you knew something I didn't. Yeah, no. I don't. I don't know. I'm... Again, I don't have an iPhone, so whatever the new one is, there's a an adapter now. Well, now we've got to now we've got to Google it to I don't know, but make I sure we got it correct. But they should totally, they should totally should name it the Thunderbolt. It's not, it, that's totally because I was like, wow, that's actually kind of clever. But no, apparently Ryan's just making. No, there is another Thunderbolt port. Maybe that's on the MacBooks. We're fact checking now. iPhone seven, now in black, scratchy black. <laughs> and you've got two cameras now: a twelve megapixel and right. What's the other one? Eight or something, I think. So OCR apps might work better. That's true. I didn't think of that. I know supposedly it's supposed to help a lot with when they're zooming in and you're able to take mm-hmm. higher res pictures. Yeah, there, there's a few articles out there that talk about the accessibility features and enhancements in the new phone, the new iOS version. It is a lightning connector. Lightning connector. Yeah. yeah. So I think, like I said, Belkin and there's others that have come up with an adapter that you charge and... Oh, it, it looks like it looks like it. Uh, the phone itself does come with earpods with a lightning connector. Oh, okay. So, so you're not you're not starting out without headphones, right? And you don't have to have the charged ones, but you can. And I've also got the wireless earpods now too. Right. Yeah. Which is I think last five hours on battery or something. Right, and then you have them for two days before you lose them. Yeah. <laughs> That's crazy. Through LTE now, they're delivering 450 megabits per second. Wow. That's, man, that's crazy. I don't get that speed on my phone. (laughs) (laughs) I don't think I get that speed on my computer at home. No. (laughs) Plugged into the router. No. (laughs) But are you paying for the premium shop package? I am. Are you? Yeah. 
So you should be getting their new one, which I'm, is like 150 I'm megabits. I'm probably yeah. getting that on my computer at home. Really? Yeah, probably. Wow. Come over to my house, fix mine. <laughs> <laughs> so all in all, I would say the consensus around the table here is we're a little underwhelmed at, at the iPhone. But then again, we're not iPhone guys, so... Rumor has it, though, next year's iPhone is going to be the revolution, revolutionary one. Really? This is kind of like a tick to the talk. Right. You know, like processors have a tick and a talk cycle. Yep. It's kind of what I've read as well related to this new announcement. I just heard a news article um, uh, yesterday that there was a new type of glass that's just been developed uh, that uses uh, silver nanowires and... Uh, can't remember what else there was. There was an, there was another uh, chemical in it, um, but uh, it's about a sixth of the cost of the glass that they typically use for touch screens on phones. Right, and uh, uh, it um, is uh, virtually indestructible. Well, wow. you're saying this is going to take over the the cell phone uh, touch screen market. Really? And it's cheaper to produce, cheaper to produce uses more readily available, uh, minerals. The, the minerals, I guess that, that they use in typical touch screens are, are rare and expensive. So because they're using a more readily available, um, chemical, uh, to produce these, uh, they're able to do it a lot cheaper. Really? So yeah. potentially we could see a drop in, in, uh, pricing in, yeah, in touch screen pricing for sure. Maybe that's, a, that's an expensive component. Maybe you'll finally get your Nexus screen fixed. Yeah, yeah. I was just looking at it actually and thinking, yeah, I've got the I've got the replacement screen here. I've just got to get uh, Rick to throw it on for me. There you go. So you become a beta tester for them to see if it actually is virtually indestructible. Just be like, Look, if I break all my phones, I will test this technology out, and we'll see. I am qualified to thrash a phone. <laughs> Well, next up will be, I think, Google I.O. next month. So oh, yeah? we'll find out what Google's announcing. Hmm. Hmm. Exciting times. Indeed. Should be something named Gaggle. 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 Google and Gaggle. <laughs> okay, well, uh, you guys ready to talk to Mel? Let's bring her on. Alrighty. Well, we are very pleased to welcome today, via the magic of the internet, uh, Mel Scott, who is with a company that produces accessible and user-friendly exercise programs called Blind Alive. Uh, thanks for thanks for coming on, Mel. Oh, you're very welcome. This is fun. Why don't we start uh, start right at the beginning, and Mel, and let's just have you uh, tell us a little bit about yourself. Okay, cool. So. Um, I, my name is Mary Ellen Scott. Everybody says, okay, what's Mel short for? And everybody starts saying, oh, it's, it's Melanie or something like that. And no, it's not Melanie. It's Mary Ellen, but I've been Mel pretty much all my life. And for a while I tried on Mary, but that I am definitely not a Mary. So <laughs> that did not work. Um, so, <laughs> so it's Mel and I have was a massage therapist for 32 years. And uh, then a few years ago, I, I started learning about blogging and podcasting. And I just decided to, uh, I thought, ah, I can do this. I can do my own thing. And so I've had so much fun learning and just stepping up to my own fears. I mean, it's terrifying 
you know, I mean, I'm sitting here right now and I, I used to be terrified sitting in front of the mic, but now it's, it's just fun, you know? So I, um, I started my company blind alive. So I guess it was 2013 at the end of 2013, I just woke up one day and I thought, you know, I like blind alive. I love that phrase. I, and I, I'm going to go buy that URL. So I went and I bought the URL along with a whole bunch of others. I sort of went URL crazy. And I mean, it's kind of a kick to just start <laughs> buying up URLs. Oh, Ryan, bought, Ryan knows that. Well. I do the same. Yep. <laughs> <laughs> I, don't, I don't know how many I've got right now. I bought blind citizens hacker. I mean, what am I, I going to do with blind citizens hacker? <laughs> I let that one go. Um, I bought blindosphere.com. I bought melscott.co. I bought icefreefitness.com, which is probably the one I'm going to be developing because icefreefitness is my registered trademark now. And um, so the Blind Alive is the company and the Ice Fitness is kind of the... Um, the, you know, the brand, I, I bought the URL and then I just let it sit for a while. And then I started just playing with the, with blogging just on your basic, you know, WordPress kind of thing, just cause I, you know, you, I got these urges, these creative urges to write something or do something, but I didn't know what that was. And then I, I was sitting on my stationary bike one day and I was just, I was upset. I was mad because I wanted the latest and greatest beach body workout. And so I ordered it and I got it. And, you know, as usual, I couldn't do it by myself. And so I had to get somebody to, to watch it with me. And, and then, you know, good old Jane Fonda. I used to do, you know, Jane Fonda workouts all the time. And so I got one of her latest ones and she just kept saying, now look at me, make sure you get your form right. <laughs> and I'm going, Jane, you can do better than that. And so I just, I just got this huge energy rush. My heart started pounding. And I thought to myself, if you want it, create it. So I said, wait a minute, I can do this. I'm smart enough. I know how to do this. I'm not a fitness instructor, but I know a lot about fitness and exercise because I've done it all my life. So I got off my bike and went and sat at my computer and just made a list of all the things I needed to do to, to start a company, to start a website and to create accessible, well-described fitness programs. And within two days I had um, web designer, um, it, which was my niece. And she said, okay. Um, I said, you know, Janie, I need a website. And she made me a website. And then after I got a little bit into it, I go, Janie, I can't, I can't do this by myself. I need a web developer. She goes, I got your guy. So I called him up, Chris Cox. And he said, okay, we're going to do Squarespace. And he is phenomenal. And he's so devoted to the, you know, the mission of accessible. Um, so he, he, he downloaded JAWS and he does voiceover. He does all the different screen readers and he's completely sighted. And, uh, so I started working with him. I got a fitness instructor. Um, her name is, uh, Shana Mayleaf and her mother is blind and she was a really good friend of mine. So that worked out great. So within eight months I had six workouts 
and they were up and posted and selling. And, you know, over time we realized that, okay, Stripe is not working so great with Squarespace. So we built a custom shopping cart and we're just about to launch the next level of that next month. And this shopping cart is going to be beautiful. Now it's two years later and it's a LLC. I have a lawyer. I've got an accountant. I have a bookkeeper. I have um, uh, an administrative assistant, Lisa Salinger. You might know Lisa. She She's kind of everywhere and she's totally my second head. And uh, then I have a personal assistant that actually comes to my house and does, you know, helps me do stuff with lighting. I'm going to start doing um, videos, I think if I can get my courage up to do that. And so naturally I need somebody that's cited to, to do that. So, (laughs) well, uh, so were you born blind? I have RP. So no, I stopped reading print, regular size print when I was about in the 10th grade and I was mainstreamed into the public school system when I was 11 and I have an older sister. I had an older sister that was blind also. Um, she died uh, a few years ago, but she was 17 years older than than me. And she went to the Moorhead School for the Blind in Raleigh. And at that time, mom and dad, you know, felt like that was a really good place for her. But when it came time for me to go there, it didn't feel quite right to them. And that's when they started mainstreaming into the public school system in Winston-Salem, North Carolina. And so I went to live with my sister and was mainstreamed into the public school system there. And um, so so then I went to high school and I had an itinerant teacher, you know, taught me Braille and typing and all that good stuff. And then when I went to college, I used a CCT um, TV, you know, the camera. And that's I didn't do any of my reading that way, but that's how I wrote all my papers. So I could write with it, but I couldn't read back what I had written. So I, I wrote very well because okay. <laughs> you can only, you only got one chance at it. Right? right. You know, you write it, you write it well the first time and then hand it over to the typist is, is what I did. And uh, I did, I did great. But then, uh, when it came time to go to graduate school, I took the the GRE, the graduate uh, graduate record exam, and I used a CCTV to do that. And it took me six hours to do the test, and I was physically ill when I finished. And so I I just laid down my pen and I said, "Okay, I'm done. I'm never writing again. I'm done." <laughs> and that, and that was it. <laughs> that was it. And then, the, and then, uh, talking computers came in. I guess I got my first talking computer in 1983 or four, I guess when they first started, um, talking and wow, that just launched, launched me into a whole other world. So would that have been back then, would that have been an Apple? Like a, no, I had, I had a windows no, it wasn't Windows. It was the other thing. DOS. <laughs> yes, that. DOS. <laughs> the other thing. Going going back to the dark days of computing. <laughs> yeah, that's that. DOS. That's what I did. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. That's that's what it was. Was JAWS ever in DOS? 
Yeah. Yeah, there was a Jaws for DOS. Oh, was yeah. Yeah. I never 2.0. did Jaws. I I did something else. <sighs> Gosh, what what was back there? Uh, Arctic uh, Screen Power. No, it oh. would have been pre Screen Power. It was like Vert. human. No, hu- I can't remember what it was, but it wasn't very good. Whatever it was, I, and then I and then I switched over to Window Eyes, mm-hmm. and then I switched over to VoiceOver on the Mac. Oh yeah. Yeah, that's, that was a while back. So I've been on a Mac for what I guess five years or so, five or six years now. And what got you into massage therapy? Well, I have five older siblings, and I they were um, all five of them were born within ten years, and then ten years later I was born. So they they were always saying, "Rub my back," you know, "Scratch my back," you know, or whatever. And I did it, and I would. I was always really good at it. And my brother said, oh, you ought to be a physical therapist. And so then I said, no, I want to be a chiropractor. And I was all set to go to chiropractic school. And I just, there was so much science involved, you know, more of the hard sciences. And I I loved anatomy and biology, but the chemistry, I just, it's like, oh, I can't do this. And so um, I went to college, majored in psychology with a, a, um, minor in something called medical aspects. And I um, studied death and dying. You know, I was one of the tragic poet types. And um, I would always hang out with those, with the poets and the writers and the the deep, dark people. The the emo crowd. Yeah, emo crowd. And um, so then on a whim, I just took a massage class one day on a, a weekend. And when I walked in there, it's like, okay, here I am. I'm home. This is it. And I knew. And I had a fellowship to go on to graduate school in psychology at UNC Chapel Hill. And I just called him up and I said, you know, I want to defer this for a year because I want to try out to see if massage therapy works for me. Well, my family and everybody, they were not particularly happy because when I make a decision, I make it really fast. And so I, that's what I did. I studied massage for a year. I started my own business right then. And I loved it. I was at home. So when they called me up a year later, they said, are you coming? I said, no, (laughs) no, I'm not. (laughs) And sometimes, you know, I look back and I think, oh, should I have gotten my PhD? But no, no, I shouldn't. You know, if I if I had, I wouldn't be sitting here talking to you right now, and I'm having a great time. So. <laughs> there you go. Well, it, there's no better reason to give up a PhD than to talk to us. <laughs> That's right. That's right. We, That's right. To people. Yeah. If there's if there's PhD candidates out there, you know, just just drop it and phone us. <laughs> <laughs> you never know where you'll land. That's right. <laughs> so it sounds like you were always a bit of a self starter. Yes. Yeah, I don't like to wait. I, I, I don't like to wait for what I want. So, and it sounds like Blind Alive was really built from the ground up. Oh, definitely. Yes. Yeah. So once I got, you know, I did some of the blogging parts and then I got the workouts going. Then I started playing with the podcast and, you know, I was just in my closet, just sitting on the floor and that's that's where I recorded all of my podcasts until 
uh, last week. (laughs) 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 So, yeah. And, you know, that was that was fun. And then Lisa came on and she and I go back and forth with the with the podcasting thing it's fun so i'm I'm looking at your website here and uh looking at all of these different uh workers you've got and they're very reasonably priced and you've got a ton of them there's just an amazing number of different uh different types of uh of workouts and uh different different approaches um tell, tell us about slow flow yoga ah that's the last one that's that's probably one of my favorites because they're all my favorites really but that one well, my intention was to bring people up slowly with yoga because a lot of people find yoga to be very intimidating or they feel like it's got some religious aspect to it that makes them feel uncomfortable. And that's not what yoga is about. It, it can be, but it it isn't at the heart of it. And so my intention with the yoga was I started with the gentle yoga for beginners and that starts people on the ground. There are no standing postures, so you don't have to worry at all about uh, balance or anything like that. So I start people really slowly with the gentle yoga on the floor. And then the intention with the slow flow was to bring people up and begin introducing them to the, the, basic postures of the sun salutation because the sun salutation works all of the muscles in your body and it's just a great stretch and strengthening and you learn how to breathe and so then we move from the sun salutation into some of the those classic poses like you know warrior two and tree pose which is really good for your balance because we need balance we need a lot of balance work and yoga is great for that. So that's that's what the slow flow yoga is. And Joe Simic, uh, the guy, he oh man, his voice is like velvet. I, he, I could, as Lisa said, he could just read the phone book to me, and I would be happy. You know? <laughs> <laughs> so that one, that one's that slow flow yoga. So what's kind of the process in creating one of these lessons? Well, it seems like it's different every time because I didn't know what I was doing. So my beginning intention was to have a video, to have high contrast videos so that if you've got low vision, you could see it as well as have the description so well that you didn't have to see it. But I learned very quickly that making a video was very, very difficult and, and expensive. I was going into a studio in, to, in New York and I didn't know what I was doing. So I, I sort of ditched that first effort and started over with the audio. So what, what happens now is I, I get the fitness instructor and I decide what kind of workout that I want and who is my target audience. The first six workouts are basic, um, but they're not easy, necessarily easy. And so I I wanted to target, you know, uh, an audience that wants to exercise and wants to move and is really committed to doing it. So the first ones are cardio level one, and that's 
that you don't get on the floor at all for that one. So that, that one is pretty easy. And then cardio level two, which is a little more intense. So you actually get down on the floor and do some mountain climbers and some planks and some things that are a little bit more vigorous. And then I have sculpting with weights level one, and that's just, you're using lighter weights and only working one muscle group at a time. And then we go to sculpting with weights level two. So they're doing compound movements. So you're doing say squats while you're doing overhead presses. So that's a more of a functional exercise type workout. And then we move to stability ball, which I love the stability ball and it's, it's a whole body workout and it's fun and the music is great. And then the last one in that series is boot camp, and it's tough. It's, um, it's tough. I can't even do it. So, <laughs> but somebody might be able to do it. So, so tough. You even defeated yourself. <laughs> well, I could, I can almost do it, but not quite. So, <laughs> So, so when we went into the studio to record that one, I actually got somebody that was really, really fit to, to do it so that the, uh, so Shana could have somebody, um, to cue that could actually do the exercises. <laughs> and then, um, then after that, last year we did the gentle workout set which is a set of four workouts that are 20 minutes. And I did those, I designed those and voiced those. And, and then we've got Pilates. We have three different Pilates. We've got um, Pilates mat level one, Pilates mat level two, and the Pilates chair with rings. So that's for people in a, a chair using a Pilates ring. And then we've got the two yoga ones. And so now I'm, I'm working on more. Wow, you've got quite a bit of stuff. Um, so, okay, so we've got out there somewhere, somewhere out there in the uh, podcast universe, there is uh, some tubby guy sitting on his couch with a box of donuts beside him, hating himself. That's me. And and wants to get involved in uh, in workouts. What what uh, what would you suggest that he starts with? I think the gentle workout set is the the best one, and I designed those. They can be done in a chair and they are, you know, they, they're, they're gentle and easy and you're not wearing yourself out. Uh, and it, there's a light warm up and stretch there. There's a cardio, which you can actually do in a chair or standing up. There's an upper body and a lower body, very, very gentle. And that's my first recommendation. If, you're okay getting up and down off the floor and you don't even have to do them on the floor. You could do them on the bed. The Pilates mat workouts would be fine for that. And also the Pilates chair with ring would be, would be good for that. And I just read a book and I hate the title of the book, but I'm getting used to it. And it's called The Fat Girl's Guide. And it's it's a it's really educated me about that the whole population and what what it is that a larger body needs. So that's actually my next focus. I want to concentrate on how we can get people moving. I don't care what size you are. I don't care what your goal is. All I, you know, I want people to feel better inside their own body. And in order to do that, even just moving a little bit 
a little bit more and a little bit more every day is I think it'll just, it just makes you feel better. And I'm not a person that believes in deprivation. I'm, I believe in adding. So instead of taking away the donut, let's add a cup of salad, you know, and then the next day add another cup of something. And eventually the more healthy foods you eat and the more movement you do on a daily basis, the other stuff kind of naturally starts to fall away. That's actually brilliant. Actually, yeah. that is. Uh, I've, I've got a follow-up question. What uh, What is the ideal donut to go with Pilates? <laughs> <laughs> oh man, I don't touch them. <laughs> it's got to be something them. without sprinkles because the sprinkles would fall off. That's true. Right? That's true. Probably <laughs> have to be a glaze. Yeah, like a honey sort. glaze or something. Yeah. yeah. yeah so. Oh, yeah. there's a Krispy Kreme donut place <laughs> between here and Rochester, New York, and we used to go buy it and. We would stop and get a donut, and I just, I mean, my mouth's watering now. Just <laughs> <laughs> I, don't, I don't do donuts. <laughs> well, well, we're, we're, in, we're in Canada here, so that's the land of Tim Hortons, so we, we are the land of the donut. Oh, oh, man, I bet they're great. I don't know. I don't eat them either. I don't or, know. I try and avoid them anyway. <laughs> I see the I see the wheels spinning in Steve's mind. I think I I think I know Donut what run. I, I think no, I was going to say I think he's going to get us all the uh, all the exercise program workout for Christmas corporate Christmas present. Yeah. There you go. That's right. Friday's get fit day. Yeah, could, yeah, it'll be totally. fun. You could all you could all do, you could do a podcast doing um the exercising and moaning and groaning. <laughs> okay, we have to go now, Mel. Thanks for joining us today. <laughs> oh, <come on. laughs> um uh, so how long does it in general does it take to produce a uh, a series of exercises? Well, the first ones fell into place so fast and so easy. And right now I'm, I'm struggling a little bit because I have to get the right, the right fitness instructor with the right voice. And then I have to get, not have to get, I, I, I like to get music composed and I try to stick with music composers that are blind because there are so many talented um, composers in our community. So I usually get the voice track done and what I do is I get the fitness instructor and we talk about the workout and what we want. And then they record their version of what it would be. And then I go through it and do it with them. And they help me feel it in my own body, get the form right. And then I go back and write a script for them with the descriptions. And then, and then we go back and they can make the script their own in an, in a natural way. And so we go back and forth like that and then do the, re, we record the voice track and then I take it to the music person and say, okay, compose me some music around this voice. And then we put it all together and pop it up on the website. And then I send it off to CD Baby and they make CDs and then we download them to thumb drives and SD cards and then you can also download from the from the website. So I try to make them available in as many ways as I possibly can and it, it takes right. a while. 
And how often are you producing new content? The first 12 came in two years. And this year, it's being a little bit slower. But by the end of the year, well, I'm not going to give you a number because I'm I'm afraid I'll jinx it. But <laughs> I, have, I have three or four workouts in process right now. So, and we have an app in development and it's being, it's being tested right now. So that's, that's going to be really exciting when, when the app comes out because people are going to be able to play the workouts right from their app, be able to purchase the workouts from their app, from the app, play the podcast and get the blogs all from the app. So I'm, I'm super excited. Uh, but that, that has been tough to get that thing figured out because every time we get, we get closed, something happens. <laughs> right. So will you have an Android app as well as an iOS app? Oh, Ryan. Hey, oh, come on. I'm not the only Android user out there. Do you know any Android developers? <laughs> no. <laughs> okay. Well, when you get me an Android developer, I will, I will entertain the idea. All right. <laughs> See what I can find. There, there's actually a, a service that you can uh, go to. Um, it is called, um, oh, now I'm drawing a blank. Do, 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 do. What is I'm the name of this level of concentration on his face right now? It basically, it basically lets you put out a, a request for proposals from programmers. Um, and uh, so you basically write up what you want them to do, and then they bid on it. And huh. you, you get these programmers from all over the world, and uh, usually the ones who, who win are in places like uh, India or Pakistan or uh, Russia or Ukraine. And, uh, oh, it's called freelancer.com. Oh, right. Yeah, I've heard of that. Yeah. Um, I've used it in the past and, and uh, uh, ended up working with a guy in Ukraine. Um, and, uh, he was, he was very good. He knew his stuff. So well, it's a good it, way to get programmers I, if you need them. My, the developer, um, his name's Austin, Austin Serafin, and he is totally blind and I wanted to give him a chance to, to do it, you know? So he's, he's doing it and it's, it's hard work because not all of iTunes and the Apple developer sites are accessible. I mean, it's, it's really tough sometimes, but we're doing it and we're going to do it. So uh, I'm, I'm going to, I'm proud of it. I just can't wait, can't wait till it's done. And then if it goes, if, you know, if people really like it and it, it makes, makes a profit for me, which would be fabulous. Um, then yeah, I'll do Android. Yay. <laughs> then I'll well, have to stop lifting cheeseburgers to my face that's right if you do then we're going to make Ryan do the exercise that's right I'll start out with a gentle okay and have All my right. cheeseburger after <laughs> no no it's okay if you add you just, we'll, we'll, we'll first no. we'll add you a donut and then, and then a bacon cheeseburger then a milkshake <laughs> alright whatever uh, <laughs> we are doing a blogging contest though and that what we're doing is accepting submissions for blog post about, you know, health, you know, anything to do with health. 
and you know we're gonna you know judge them and then whoever wins they'll get a gift card and a couple of workouts and then we'll also put you know the best ones up on our um on the website and, so that's coming up and oh that's coming up that's not current you're not currently running that we will be running it as of tomorrow so i don't know when this podcast goes out and not till so not till friday, friday. so yeah okay, so yeah, if anyone's yeah. interested out there go check out the blind alive website right now and and uh submit your blog yes definitely do it blindalive.com uh so how big is the team at blind alive okay let's see i've got chris and lisa are my two heads so that makes the three-headed monster <laughs> and then and then there's jamie pauls who does the podcast editing and those those are our main people and then Austin Serafin is the app developer. And then I consult with all kinds of people. And then the musicians, I have Christopher Bell, uh, Jason Castanguay, uh, Jimmy Fontanez. I have been composers, um, John O'Reilly. So I have, you know, different people that I contract out to. So it changes from day to day, I guess. Right. And how often do you podcast? We have a podcast that comes out every two weeks. Every week is just too much. It's just it's too much for my brain. So every every two weeks. So not this week, but next week, it'll it'll come out. Last week, um, we did. We have different segments that we do. I do a fitness speak segment where I talk about just educating people about their bodies. You know, you'd be amazed at how much people don't know about where they live. You know, they, they live inside their body and, you know, people don't know where their liver is. And, you know, so I talk about really, really basic things. And right now I'm doing a whole series on body fluids and I get so excited, you know, about talking about, you know, blood and mucus and, you know, all these, all these fun <laughs> things. So, <laughs> you know, just teaching people about simple things like that. And then Lisa does a book it segment. So she reads books and then she reviews them. And Lisa's also real techie. And so like the, the podcast is coming out next time is she's going to have um, a book review and then uh, she's going through the app Zombies Run. Uh, I think it is. Oh, so yeah, I had that app on my, on that, my phone. That app nearly killed me. Yeah, it, it really did. It almost killed me. I had to actually stop because I'm like, I think I might actually give myself a heart attack. Well, that's great if it gets you to move. I haven't tried it yet. Is it um, accessible for us who are blind? Yes. Really? Lisa. I mean, Lisa talks you through it. She, she talks you through the whole thing. And then we have another segment called Let's Eat, where we talk about food and how to cook different things, just really basic things. And, you know, so those are the three segments. And then we usually have an interview with somebody. Like I, I interviewed uh, Diane Bergeron from Canada mm -hmm. uh, last, was it last week? I can't remember. It might've been two weeks ago. Um, so that was, you know, just talking to, to different people all over the world. It's great fun. And what about the blog? How often do you do you put uh, do blog posts? We blog every week, and it's either me or Lisa, and sometimes we have guest guest posts, and that's what we're encouraging people because we want to hear other people's stories. 
So we're encouraging people to start submitting some of their own uh, stuff for us to put on the on the blog post. And and you know I see that you have a, a Facebook uh, page and a Twitter account, and so th- there's actually a, a that's an awful lot of content to be producing on a on a weekly and a biweekly basis. Oh yes, it is. <laughs> we've got we've got the Facebook page. That's everything's Blind Alive at Blind Alive. It's all run together. Um, that's the Twitter account. That's the Facebook page. I have the Blind Alive community group on Facebook. I'm on YouTube. Have a YouTube channel, and we have. I'm on LinkedIn. I post all of the blogs on Audio Boom, Lisa reads them out loud so they're posted there because i want people to to be able to to access us and the information in whatever way works for them so you can get the podcast on the um victor reader stream or on the echo so what's your favorite way to exercise oh gosh you know it 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 depends on the day it and it really really does I one day I'll do a cardio workout the next day I'm studying somebody else's workout so that I can understand how to do it I I think my well I love yoga and I love the stability ball and I love the cardio workouts and so I just mix and match every day and whatever and some days I don't do anything at all some days I just bounce around in my kitchen while I'm waiting for something to cook or I'm listening to a podcast on, you know, uh, what's her, what's her name? Alexa, you know, (laughs) on the Amazon, you know, I'm just bouncing around and, and exercising that way. But I need to move because I, I really tend towards depression and, uh, I'm also undergoing a treatment for breast cancer right now. And so I really have to keep my exercise up. I mean, it's a matter of life and death for me. Really, it really is. So exercise is super, super important to me. So I try to do something every day. And are, are, is yoga and Pilates generally the best type of all-around workout that you can do? Pilates and yoga are uh, meditative from from my viewpoint. I I love the slow and the breathing. And of course, you can do power yoga, but I'm not into that. I don't like you know, going nuts. I like to go slow and easy. And uh, yoga is that way. And yoga is so good for balance and flexibility and strength and your mental state. All of it. Yoga is good for, for everything. And Pilates is fabulous for your core. And, you know, the, the core part of our body is, uh, you know, is, is our trunk. And if the, the trunk of our body isn't strong, then our arms and legs don't do what they need to do in in the way that they're supposed to do it. So the trunk of our body needs to be very strong so that our, you know, we have a nice upright posture. So we, you know, we look good and we carry ourselves well with poise and Pilates will do that for you. And the nice thing about Pilates is it's slow and precise and the movements are small, but you feel it, man. The next day you will feel it. And so I, I love I love both of them. And I guess the benefit of that too is that neither of them really require uh, a lot of floor space to be able to do, right? 
Right. And that's the way I design all of my workouts. We don't need equipment. A, a nice exercise mat is good. And, you know, a good, a nice yoga mat and a set of, of weights, but you don't have to have a set of weights. You can use water bottles or, you know, jugs or, you know, whatever. Um, you don't, you don't need anything really. You just need your, need your body weight. That's all we need anyway. You know, just need our body. Have you ever, um, decided, Hey, I want to do this particular type of exercise. And then when you went to adapt it, found that it was just not adaptable. <laughs> well, I approached a Tai Chi instructor because I really wanted to make Tai Chi and we talked about it and he said, you know, I just can't do this. And I, I'm sure it's doable and I'm not going to say I'm never going to do it, but I don't know at this time how I can translate that flow that you that's required it's 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 a flowing and i i don't know how to translate that with my words yet but i i might i might get there and the other thing people keep asking me for is zumba and i've never done zumba myself because i'm really not very coordinated and so i a couple of people said oh i can do a zumba workout for you well they start to do it and it turns out to be a lot more difficult than, than they think it's going to be. So yeah, I, those, those dancing ones I'm struggling with a little bit. Yeah. I'm not sure I even know what Zumba is. It's, it's uh kind of uh movement, dancing movements to kind of a salsa Latin rhythms. Oh, okay. And it's, it's hard to, it's hard to translate for me, but I may try, but I'm not there yet. So you're always thinking of new content, new exercises, new ways of new things to translate into something that can be adapted. Exactly. Eventually what I want, my goal is to be able to, for, for anybody, all of us to be able to go and get the exact same workout that a sighted person gets and it will be described in such a way that they can follow it. So my goal is to teach fitness instructors how to use their words. So that's, that's what I'm doing is I'm creating a fitness glossary of descriptions. And I'm, I'm contemplating moving into, into videos because now I think that I've got the audio files. I could actually video somebody doing those exercises in a high contrast way, because people that can see, they, they want to see, they want to look at it. And so I want to have that available for them if, if I can. So yeah, I have I've got a lot of goals. <laughs> Delusions of grandeur, maybe. Excellent. Well, we all have those. <laughs> We're taking over the world. Oh, good, good, good. <laughs> so motivation, of course, is, is a, a large part of a lot of exercise programs. Do you sort of bake that into the the content of the exercises or do you more address that as part of the blogging and podcasting? You know, the videos themselves, not the videos, but the, the exercise, the workouts themselves, the fitness instructors have that motivational quality. They've got that upbeat encouragement, but I don't like silly 
You know, I don't right. like silly stuff. Um, so that that motivation is is kind of built in. But my feeling is that if you really want it, you're going to come get it. And I can't make you want something that you that you don't want in an, in your side of yourself. If you want it, I've got it for you, but I don't know how to make you want what, what I, I don't know how to make you want it. I haven't discovered the secret to that yet. That's honest, right? Yeah, yeah no, absolutely. <laughs> that, that is. Yeah. And, and you've got me thinking, you know, how, how do you motivate somebody? I, I honestly, I can't even motivate myself to exercise most of the time. So well, and my, I'm not, my dog's I'm not my motivation. Cheerleader. Yeah, <laughs> right. Right. The dog, I mean, the, the dog needs exercise. So you go out and, and walk your dog, but I'm not, I'm not a rah, rah cheerleader type. And I don't, I don't respond to that myself. And I don't like, you know, the hard sell. I don't, I don't, I don't know. I just, that bothers me. So, you know, I have it and it's, it's here for people that, that want it. And I can answer all kinds of questions when you're ready for the answers. <laughs> so if you're one of those people out there who win, gets winded picking up their socks, blindalive.com <laughs> I guess I'm ordering some today yeah absolutely me too <laughs> I like the idea of being able to exercise at my desk need, oh yeah definitely we absolutely need, we need to get rid of our chairs and get balls there you yeah. go. <laughs> Steve, I'm not going to say that. I'm not touching that. <laughs> <laughs> Exercise balls. Let me clarify that. <laughs> uh, I'm going to see people walking into the office. Jeez, you guys got a lot of balls. <laughs> I told well, you. thank you. <laughs> oh man. <laughs> wow. We better we better change the subject. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, are you watching any of the Paralympics? No, I'm not. I, you know, I don't, I don't watch TV ever. I, I don't, I don't have time to watch TV. You know, I, I don't, I listen to podcasts and then at night, my husband and I will just lie in bed and, and do Netflix. So what's going on? I don't even know. <laughs> Tell me what's going on. I think the most most exciting thing I've seen so far was the uh, the fifteen hundred for uh, for blind runners, male male blind runners. Uh, four guys in the fifteen hundred cross the finish line faster than the guy who won the gold medal in the regular Olympics. Are you serious? Yeah. Even the guy who got fourth in the Paralympics ran a faster time than the able-bodied gold medal winner. Yeah. Wow. Oh my gosh! Yeah. yeah, that's incredible. It's amazing. Yeah, yeah. It just wow. goes to show those guys are training just as hard and yeah. achieving even more better results. Well, so yeah. what's stopping those those guys? I mean, could they compete in the regular Olympics? Um, I don't know. Uh, I, I don't know if there'd be anything stopping them from doing that. Um, I mean, the run out of lanes. You'd have a guide runner in your lane, probably too. No, no. There's no guide runner. Um, so these runners were visually impaired, not totally blind. I, I don't know. Oh, okay. I, I'm not. I'm not I entirely sure. I think. Impaired. I think it's visually impaired. There had to be some sort of visual impairment, but uh, I'm not sure to what degree. Um, but uh, wow. Um, yeah. Whether whether they'd be able to uh, 
to compete or not in the in the regular Olympics. I don't know. I mean, they certainly should. Obviously, you know, there's at least four of them there who mm -hmm. who should have been there. Uh, who knows? Maybe we'll eventually get to get to the day where they just roll the Paralympics into the regular Olympics, and it's all just one big. Well, there's there's actually some different sports in the Paralympics that that aren't part of the regular Olympics. Um, so they'd have to run run them parallel, I guess. Sure. But yeah. uh, I, you know, I, I think that the two should be run parallel. I, absolutely. Because you know, then you would have a much better chance of you know having it televised. You know. They don't get enough press. It doesn't get nearly enough. Press. No. No, they don't. And uh, um, you know, some of those some of those sports from the Paralympics are really extreme. Like uh, you know, murder ball. Yeah, wheelchair <laughs> that's um, that's in the wheelchair, right? Yeah, that's right. Yeah. Wow. Yeah, those guys are crazy. Yeah, yeah. I, I'm not into physical pain that much. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, goal ball. Those goal ball people are crazy too. Yeah. I'm going to throw myself in front of a weighted ball that's coming at me at 70 miles an hour. It's like, no. Yeah. <laughs> I, I, I admire that. I, I really do, do. I admire it. But I like exercising in my room by myself. <laughs> Fair enough. Ryan's Run. thinking. No, nope. <laughs> oh, no, sorry. He was no. I was about, just thinking. Cha ching, cha ching, cha ching. We're gonna have to buy some of these exercises. <laughs> there you go. Well, yeah. my wife, my wife and I were talking about uh, taking some yoga uh, lessons. Uh, we're joining a yoga group this winter, so this may be the better option. Well, you know, if 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 nothing else, get those first two, and that way you're familiar. Mm -hmm you know, a little bit familiar with some of the, the language and everything. I stripped out the um, Sanskrit terms and all of that. So it, it's all very, um, you know, it's all very available uh, in terms of language and, and everything. So yeah, try it out. Try that, try that out and see what happens. Well, we'll of course uh, link to Blind Alive in the show notes. We'll have all the information, your Twitter account, Facebook, everything there for people to check out thank you guys so much this is fun thanks thanks so much for joining us mel we're, yeah it's been gonna, great we're gonna let you go so we can go back into our offices and sit on our balls <laughs> <laughs> i'll sit on mine too <laughs> <laughs> all right guys all right care. thanks so much mel thanks mel thanks bye-bye bye okay well what do we got coming up next week uh ryan couldn't tell you I don't know. <laughs> it's in my calendar. All right, forget it. I'll, I'll I'm going to give up plugging, plugging next week's show on this. <laughs> Couldn't tell you. All those great 80s TV shows next week on Knight Rider. I don't know. Some, some shit happens. I don't know. the car talks. I don't know. <laughs> what do we know? We've been written dancing. Uh, Bill McCann from Dancing Dots. Oh, there you go. So, Bill, yeah, we're going to be talking to Bill, Bill McCann from Dancing Dots next week, Ryan. Excellent. Glad to know that. <laughs> okay. <well. laughs> My week is complete. <laughs> hey, wait. 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 Oh. How can people get a hold of us? How can people Oh, get that's a, hold a good of us? question, Ryan. That's well, what I thought. Before we go, we should tell people that. Well, I think Sue. So. I yeah. think so. You think Sue? I think Are you Sue. Canadian? <laughs> I think Sue. A boot. Right. Right then. All right. So, how can they email us? Oh, gosh. Well, they can email us at atbanterpodcast at gmail.com. 
they can visit us online at www.atbanter.com. And they can also follow us on Facebook and Twitter. And of course, if you're out there looking for a, uh, a piece of assistive technology, visit us at www.aroga.com, where you will actually find that we now also have financing plans. We're the first Canadian company ever to offer financing plans for assistive technology. Woot, woot. So check it out. All right. Well, uh, that's going to do it for us. I've been Rob Minow. I'm Ryan Flurry. I remain Steve Barkley. And we will see you guys next week. This podcast has been brought to you by Aroga Technologies. Visit Aroga Technologies online at www.aroga.com. That's A-R-O-G-A dot com. Music provided by bensound.com.